0: COVID-19 this fall and winter. What you need to be doing right now.
1: Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest. and This week we will be talking about the steps you should be taking right now to prepare for the second wave of COVID-19 on Access Health Radio.
0: Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. I know a lot of folks, Doc, are wondering about what to expect as we head into the fall in terms of COVID. You know, it seems like uh, every doctor that I have heard from says, you know what, it's it's going to get worse. We're, it, things are tailing off now, but watch out this fall. And you've got some information uh, that you're going to share with us regarding that.
1: Yes, Mike. I, I believe we have entered the eye of the storm, and I think we have a few weeks before we start to see the virus spike again. And because of that, there are some things that people need to be doing right now. And when I say right now, I literally mean you know in the next two, three, four weeks Um, while they have the chance to do so Uh, and we're going to cover the things that i believe are very important to do right now to be prepared Uh, we're going to go over medicine refills and stockpiling we're going to talk about online medical and physician access we're going to talk about ppe and uh, protective supplies we're going to talk about cleaning and sanitation a little bit more about vaccines and then what to do about elective procedures and then just some basic preparedness that people need to be thinking about So first, let's talk about refills and medications. Uh, A few months ago, we heard about patients that actually were going to the pharmacy to get refills of their medicine and being told that the pharmacy was completely out of stock due to a supply chain shortage. Now, that was at the first wave of uh, COVID-19. And several of them had to go to three or four pharmacies to be able to find their medicine and in some cases still had to be uh, substituted for something else. Um, And there are lots of reasons why the supply chain for medicine can be affected, but manufacturing delays and transportation delays due to COVID were a big part of this a few months ago. And I suspect that this will happen again this fall. Therefore, it is incredibly important that you make sure that you're going to have at least a 90-day supply of your prescription medications on hand. And many insurance companies even realize this and are allowing people to get longer prescriptions and paying for earlier refills. Regardless of what your insurance company does, though, there are some medications that are dangerous to be without, especially for diabetics and those with heart conditions or high blood pressure. And we are refilling most of the meds for our patients for at least 90 days. And uh, if there's over-the-counter medications you might need for allergies or arthritis or reflux, you should probably stock up on those as well.
0: Okay, Doc, so folks can... Stock up on medicine, but they can't stock up on medical care. What if physicians offices cut back hours or they close temporarily during the next expected COVID peak? How will people be able to get medical care?
1: Well, Mike, I think this is a significant concern. Uh, we already know that uh, children have been delaying their well child checks and immunizations and people have been delaying medical care. And during a COVID spike, the last place you want to be is at the emergency room. So if you have a minor medical problem or questions that you do not require the hospital for, you do need to have access to primary care uh, during this period. And at a minimum, you should look into a telemedicine option. Some insurance companies now are providing this, and you can call yours to see. Even if not, people can purchase telemedicine packages for as little as $12 a month that give them access to a physician online through a secure video portal, One of the most affordable options I've heard about is gomd.care. Also, your primary care physician may already provide this service for you. And if so, you just need to clarify exactly what that process is and how you access it and how you use it before you need it. You don't want to wait till you're sick to find out that you need to download an app or that you need to go to a specific link get everything set up and ready to go so if you need that telemedicine access you can you can get it uh, when you really need it and one of the advantages of direct primary care practices like ours which we've talked about before is that telemedicine at most direct primary care practices has been an included sort of benefit uh, for free uh, for members even for people without insurance
0: thanks dr forrest this is access health radio and it's time now for the access health
1: tip of the week Thanks to our tip of the week sponsor, We Care Pharmacy of Apex. They are an independent local pharmacy located in Apex on Highway 55. They offer free delivery and the lowest cost for most prescription medications. Their number is 919-629-6010. And you can also find them at rph at wecareofapex.com. You can even send emails there. And uh, the tip of the week this week has to do with health care costs. And we just mentioned one of the savings that you can have with direct primary care. But most people, many people, in fact, according to statistics, spend more than $7,000 per year out of pocket on health care costs. And did you know that the average direct primary care patient spends less than $1,000 total on an entire year, and that includes telemedicine. And that's one of the reasons that Consumer Reports magazine said switching to a direct primary care physician was one of the top five money moves you could make for the year.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, you've heard it from doctors across the country, including Dr. Anthony Fauci. They're expecting a second spike of COVID-19 this fall. We're going to be talking about ways to prepare for it. We also have our Access Health Trivia of the Week with Dr. Brian Forrest coming up. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, if folks have questions, they want more information after the show, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Well, if patients would like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, or they want to schedule a telemedicine consult or virtual doctor visit, they can call 919-363-0190. Or they can send an email to questions at acchealth.com. Again, that's questions at acchealth.com if they want to request an appointment. Also, after the show, if you missed part of it or you have a family member you want to hear the show, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com. We also provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com.
0: Dr. Forrest, uh, we're expecting a spike this fall in the number of cases and, unfortunately, the number of deaths from COVID-19. We're talking about how to prepare for that today, what we need to be doing now to get ready for that. You mentioned you were going to discuss personal protective equipment, PPEs, that people should have ready to go as well.
1: Right. So we have heard the words PPE over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in fact, my three-year-old just thinks PPE is the funniest uh, funniest word in the <laughs> alphabet. She thinks, of course, it's something else. <laughs> right. She says, uh, Daddy, I need the PPE. But, uh, anyway, the, basically what we're talking about is the protective equipment you need to protect you from the virus. So mask, gloves, eye shields, gowns, or anything that puts a protective layer between you and the virus. And a lot of emphasis has been placed on masks, and the data does show that some of them can be very protective. However, not all masks are created the same. Based on some research out of Duke, it looks like N95 masks or a higher percentage of particulates uh, represent the best protection for individuals. However, the multi-layer cloth mask, even the hand sewn ones, and the disposable commercial surgical masks do a pretty good job as well. And remember that except for the N95 type mask, the biggest thing you are doing is protecting other people against your germs. If you are wearing a mask and someone else is not and they are within six feet, you are protecting them, but they're not protecting you. And if both of you are wearing one, then you are each protecting each other. Uh, The single layer neck gaiter type face coverings and also those single layer bandanas, it doesn't appear they work as well and they should really be used as a last resort. Um, Also, the masks that have those breathe out valves, uh, those do protect the wearer. But when you exhale, they can actually still transmit virus to others. Uh, So you have to be careful if you're trying to protect somebody in your home, uh, if you're using that type, if you're possibly carrying the virus. And while masks are the most important piece of PPE, eye protection, even from glasses or something like that, sunglasses can help. And most non-medical people do not need to worry about gowns or shoe coverings or anything like that. But they should be aware of what their clothing has been in contact with, especially when they re-enter their house. Uh, many people and patients that I have, they'll tell me that when they come home, they leave their shoes outside. And also, as soon as they get home, they'll change their clothes immediately after coming home, um, not to mention, you know, washing their hands thoroughly. So. Uh, It has been really hard to find good masks, even for medical personnel. And the cloth ones are easy to make. My 10-year-old daughter has sewn at least 30 so far. Um, The surgical mask can sometimes be found online, places like Amazon and stuff like that. Um, And make sure you have enough disposable masks, if you're using those type, to wear for at least one day each. Uh, because pretty much after using those for a whole day, they, they get a little bit soiled. They, you start to clog the pores, and you probably need to change masks. The cloth ones uh, can be washed or they can be disinfected. I would at least do that daily uh, if you're able to do so.
0: You mentioned washing hands and cleaning masks, of course. Uh, what about sanitation and cleaning in general? What should people be doing, say, around the house?
1: Well, it's incredibly hard to find some of the good types of cleaning products, like uh, the Clorox wipes I particularly like. But uh, I have found that many of the big box stores do have generic virus-killing wipes uh, that I've been pretty satisfied with. Uh, The best thing to stockpile, if you can find it, is rubbing alcohol between 70 and 91%. And the reason for that is that you can use that rubbing alcohol to turn even common paper towels into a disinfecting and sanitizing wipe. And it is as effective as almost anything else. So if you can find a source, that would be the main thing to stock up on is is sort of rubbing alcohol in those concentrations. And if you got the 91%, you could even water it down a little bit and it'd still be effective. Um, But if you can't find rubbing alcohol, then bleach is a good option. It does lose its potency over time. But when you dilute it into a 10% solution it is a very potent disinfectant and it can be used on surfaces as long as they're color safe and you're not worried about staining and while I cannot speak to all of the products on the market for cleaning and sanitation I would recommend anything that says specifically that it kills 99% or more of viruses you have to be careful some of these will say antibacterial wipes uh, but they say nothing about viruses. And if they say nothing about viruses, it means they don't kill viruses. And everything that we're worried about right now is viral. So make sure that whatever wipe you get, generic or not, uh, that it says it's active against viruses. Uh, most of the Lysol formulations are sufficient and they usually have over a 60% alcohol content. Uh, but first, make sure you have the disinfecting supplies. You can't clean or disinfect anything if you don't have some. And then plan to use them after any contacts with possibly exposed people. Remember, doorknobs, phones, keyboards, hand railings can be heavily contaminated. We literally, and I I, I always worry the patients are going to, you know, think something, we think something bad about them, but we literally disinfect all doorknobs after every single patient's entry and exit, Uh, you know, every surface they touch, uh, after every single person, we're, we're disinfecting that. So you do need to have some diligence about it. Um, just remember, if you're going to buy this stuff, this is the time to do it because uh, we're clear of the little bit of the backlog from the earlier months of this, and when it starts ramping back up in the fall, it's going to be totally impossible to find this stuff again. So in the next week or two is when I would go out and get those cleaning supplies.
0: Yeah, you're right about diligence. That is a, uh, I know that's a lot of work for you and your staff to, to stay on top of that.
1: Yeah, I think we counted up, we were going through something like 15 bottles of commercial-grade healthcare disinfectant uh, every couple of weeks. Wow, yeah. wow. You
0: mentioned on a recent show, Dr. Forrest, but uh, let's let's go over this again, if we can, about the vaccines that people should be getting before this second spike arrives. What should we be looking to get right now?
1: Well, the most you know, we've we've talked about a lot of vaccines that are uh, that adults are eligible for, and all vaccines are important. But right now, we really have to focus on the things that are life saving, and the most important vaccines that you should get right now is the pneumovax twenty three, which is uh, a pneumonia vaccine. If you've not already received it, and either you're over sixty four or you have any lung or immune problems. Uh, You really need to get that vaccine. And then the second one, which obviously you knew I was going to say, is the flu vaccine. The good news is that with everyone wearing masks and social distancing, it's likely that there's going to be less spread of things like flu and colds and everything else this year. However, you do not want to be... Uh, in a situation where the hospitals are overwhelmed with pneumonia and flu and COVID uh, because they just wouldn't have enough beds for everybody and somebody wouldn't, wouldn't have a place to go. So that would be a disaster. Uh, the flu shot um, will be available in just a few weeks uh, and I think it's going to be in incredibly high demand this year. In fact, uh, we ordered three times as much as we normally do based on what we're expecting. Uh, lots of patients that have said they've never gotten a flu shot so they were going to get it this year. Um, and the pneumonia shot is also available now for anyone that needs it. That that vaccine stays pretty much the same every year, uh, and it's always available year-round. And both of those should be free with most insurance plans, but even without insurance, they are affordable. Um, and although we don't have a COVID vaccine yet, it does make sense to be as protected as you can from everything else. And then COVID, as soon as we have a safe vaccine available, you should also get that.
0: All right, thanks, Dr. Forrest. We're going to summarize this key information in case you missed something. We're going to be going back over it here in just a few minutes before the second wave of COVID strikes this fall. And of course, our trivia of the weeks coming up. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, time for our Trivia of the Week.
1: It might surprise people that 75% of all doctor, urgent care, and ER visits are either unnecessary or could be handled safely and effectively over the phone or video according to statistics from the American Medical Association and Wellness Council of America. That means that most medical problems can be handled without having to go into the doctor's office. And in times where that can be difficult or even dangerous, like during a pandemic, telemedicine may actually be the best option.
0: All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Okay, you've covered a lot of information today. Let's sort of re-summarize that, if we will. What are some of the things you want people to take away as keys from today's show?
1: Well, first, uh, make sure you have plenty of your prescriptions and over-the-counter medicines uh, on board. You need those available during the fall and winter. I would try to keep at least a one-month supply uh, is a good idea, although I recommend a 90-day supply or more for most of your medications. Um, you, the thing you don't want to do is get caught where you know none of the pharmacies have it or you don't feel comfortable going out to the pharmacy and you're out of a you know life-saving medicine potentially. That could end up sending you to the hospital, which is not where you want to be during something like this. Uh, second, make sure you have access to health care Even if doctor's offices are closed and even if the emergency rooms are overwhelmed and having a telemedicine option through something like GoMD.Care or your own primary care physician is important to put in place before you need it. Don't wait till you're sick to figure out how to do a telemedicine call. Uh, make sure you have some basic, uh, personal protective equipment. Uh, you know, even if you have to make your own multi-layer cotton mask, uh, even if you don't have any sewing skills, you can make those with, uh, you know, some cotton fabrics a, a few bandanas and some rubber bands even. Uh, so N95s are better, especially if you're going to be in a high risk environment Um, but have something that you can use on a regular basis if you have to go out and be exposed. Um, And then you need something to sanitize surfaces and your hands, and you need to use it often. Uh, Like I say, right now is the time to go out and stock up on this stuff because right now we're in the eye of that storm and it's fairly available. Uh, I am concerned that, you know, within a month or so, we may start to run out of those supplies again and you may not be able to get access to them. And uh, also, you know, just make sure you have some basic preparations that are not necessarily medical. Uh, We all need enough food and water to get us through, even if we could not go to the grocery store for it. Things like batteries and then backup uh, options for electricity are important, especially for those that are using home medical equipment like oxygen concentrators and CPAP machines and things like that. That's really important, as well as some basic first aid supplies. And lastly, if you've been told that you need a medical procedure or surgery, but that it wasn't an emergency, things like hernia surgeries, knee replacements, uh, you know, those type things, uh, and the doctor told you it could wait a few months, now might be the time to call up that office and say, hey, let's get this done. Um, because while nobody knows when this will come to a complete end, Uh, It might be March of 2021 before it really starts to subside after this second wave. And some procedures and surgeries really can't wait, you know, six months. So if you've been told to put off an elective procedure, now might might really be the time to push to get it done.
0: Boy, uh, that's a good thought. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. That's all the time we have for Access Health Radio today.
1: And our scripture today is from John sixteen thirty three in the King James Version. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening to the Access Help Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.